We're live. Morning. We're morning, morning, morning. Um, more importantly, how are you doing? All right, thank you. Yeah, a bit warm, bit warm today. Um, it's um, not not because of the weather, but whew, um, if um, those of you that don't know, then I tested positive last Sunday for uh, for COVID, been double jabbed, um, and oh, it's just just hit me back, made me so tired. Um, I've done lateral flow tests the past couple of days, and they're coming up as a negative test at the minute, but Good. just high temperature all the time at the minute. And have you been to see a doctor or? No, no, just um, went to do the um, PCR test um, that came back on the Monday, went last Sunday for that, that hence why we didn't do the uh, the podcast last Sunday, because uh, I just didn't really feel like it spent most of the day in bed. And most of all of last week, I managed most of the mornings to do some bits, but come the afternoon, it just, just wipes you out, so... Uh, sleeping for probably 12, 14 hours a day, which is a bit unlike me. Wow. I mean, you know what? There's a few things here because obviously we've got Freedom Day tomorrow. Um, we're yeah. recording this on the 18th of July. So we've got the Freedom Day tomorrow. Um, it's going to be very controversial. I've got absolutely no idea why there's a Freedom Day when um, COVID cases are well over 50,000 yesterday. I appreciate, you know, there's not as many deaths, but one death's too many. You look how yeah. um, Sydney's treating it as well. Yeah. You know, and you're not the only person that I've heard in the past week that have been double jabbed. Yeah. COVID. And I know that a number of agents that I've been speaking to, COVID is now rife in their office, which is very yeah. strange how we've, you know, managed we've to... Go 18 um, months. Yeah. With, yeah. And then all of a sudden, so, you know, my question to you and my question to everybody there, it isn't going away. Um, you need to have a plan, A, B, C, D, if it happens. You know, what is your plan? What happens if your whole office, well, actually, you'll most probably, I presume, your whole office had to isolate. I know you've got your own office yourself, so yeah. it's supposed to be just you. But if you were in an office and you all got pinged, you know, and I know um, one of our one of the people in our mastermind group, he got pinged on his birthday on Friday, which ruined his birthday. But yeah. what happens if your whole office gets pinged because one of you guts it? You know, yeah. what's your what's your plans? What are you going to do? So it isn't yeah. going away. Um, so that's one thing. And I think the second thing is, what are you going to do? You know, I know there's guidance that Property Mark and the government have pulled out with um, viewings and stuff like that. But what are you going to do? I've just been to get my bagels this morning. And I said to them, um, you know, what are you going to do from tomorrow? Well, you know, we want people still to come in in masks. Uh, morning, Christian. So, you know, we want people to come in in masks. Um, we're still going to have only two people in our a shop at any one time. So yeah. as an agent, what are you doing? Are you going to keep a, a closed door policy? What are you going to do on viewings? What are you going to do when people, because, you know, we can see with um, the football, with Wimbledon, with the Formula One today, mm. you know, it's just spreading like wildfire. I mean, it's it, I mean, it's crazy. So what, what are you doing? And people, please, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for watching. Comment, you know, what, what are your thoughts? What are you going to be doing um, tomorrow on viewings? Are you still going to be locked? 
because there's a lot of questions being asked and all the social media posts. Um, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts and your comments. So Luke. Yeah, so um, all of our all of our offices, um, we switched to everyone working from home, apart from the listers and uh, the company viewers, um, providing they obviously hadn't been pinged. Um, and I've heard some people say, well, I'll just delete the NHS app, um, the, the COVID app where you check in. Um, and is that really the answer, though, by deleting the app? To, it's, like, it's like closing your eyes and pretending it's not there. Uh, it's like a child saying, you, you can't see me when they put their hands over their eyes um, kind of thing. So um, I, I get there's annoyance around the NHS app, but it's there for a reason. Um, but no, we switched everyone to working from home. So we did that on the Monday. Um, several did get pinged. So it, it did help make the decision for us. Um, but we switched everyone to home. A couple of new starters that had only been with us for about a week. So that was interesting. Um, so um, and, and it's been a, and it's been a good week. Um, yes, a bit of adjustment again. Um, what are we doing from this week? Um, so same as always at the minute. So face masks when meeting with members of the public, no more than two people coming to have a look at a house at the same time, expecting them to, to bring a mask. We won't provide them. No mask, no entry, unless obviously they're exempt. Um, for, uh, foot protectors, we've got hand sanitizer, wiping down. Um, so again, that, that's still continuing from our perspective. Um, and it, we still get it still dismays me because we get a lot of clients that are dismayed yeah but you can meet up to six people inside and uh why can't five of us come around with you that would make the six and but that that may be the case but the, these are our company policies and procedures and and we've not got into arguments but we've had people make complaints about it because they don't agree with it well it's all about keeping keeping everyone safe um, as far as as far as I'm concerned, and they may not thank us now, but I'm sure they'll thank us in the future if if there was an issue. Okay, but the guidance is so woolly that you know if I was a uh, you know and I am going to carry on wearing a mask, you know where where I go, um, you know into any shops if I go in on public transport, um, you know when we meet up again in Birmingham shortly, yeah. you know I'm going to wear a mask on there. But yeah. you're going to have people that say now, actually, I don't know. I don't need to wear a, a mask. You know, are you, you know, and it applies to everybody here. And I know we've got a couple of comments that we come on to it. But are agents really going to turn away people? So, you know, if this are your vendors going to say to you, well, hold on, you're not getting everybody in because you don't allow masks. You're not doing the best job you can. You know, I'm just putting it out there because I know what people were like. Um, I know what I would do. I know what's right. Yeah. Um, are you going? Are agents going to turn away um, instructions because you know it's fine? You know we're not. It's you can let anybody in without masks. You know. Yeah. I what think that, that, that comes down to communication, though, doesn't it? It's like what we did right at the beginning when viewings were allowed back open. We spoke to every single vendor. To outline first of all are they comfortable for viewings to still go ahead but if they are the it's on these on this basis and i would say 99 percent of those vendors were all supportive and grateful of that piece of communication and i think that that's the big thing is that you've got to communicate that and um it's yes you can send out a blanket email you can send out a blanket text message but i still think 
getting up, getting on the phone to have that conversation with the owners to put that across properly. Because again, we know when emails get sent, probably only 20, 30% get opened, but then do 20, 30% of those get, uh, of those emails actually get read. So get on the phone, speak to them, um, and you'll probably find they've all got exactly the same concerns and will be backing you 100%. So then when the buyer turns around and says, well, the, the, the owner's not going to be happy that they're missing out. Well, no, we've already covered this off, that they'd rather stay safe at this moment in time. And you take the wind out of their sail um, for, for something like that. So again, it is, yes, it's going to take a bit of time. So if you've got 10 properties, it's 10 phone calls. We, we've got at the minute about 120 available properties so it, it's a but again it's it's communication and what's the industry not known for communicating with its clients properly and effectively okay you've just hit nail on the head there um you know it's another reason to call people it's another reason to call your vendors if you're not calling them and speaking to them but spot on it's having that vendor communication it's um letting them know exactly what's going on so i mean a few comments here Jeremy, master stay and expect clients to wear them too. What happens if they don't, Jeremy? You're going to turn them away. Christian, we've never had much office foot traffic, but masks will be 100% compulsory on occupied property. Um, our staff will wear masks on all viewings, view discretion on vacant property. Christian, our greatest responsibility is to our staff and their loved ones and clients and customers. Um, Jeremy Tyler, we emailed our sellers. Um, they're 100% supporting our policy. Fantastic. Nail, head, mask, call, face, space, overman. Okay. Thank you, Mincy. And Perry, thanks very much for joining us. Hope it's nice and sunny in Scotland today. So thanks very much. And, you know, what are you doing um, there? What's your policy going to be? So please, please let us know. But again, speak to all your vendors. You know, don't wait um, till it happens. Start communicating it. So tomorrow... You know, if that's your policy, and hopefully it's every estate agents and letting agents policy, get on the phone and communicate it, you know, um, before you start having these conversations or, you know, when you're having these conversations. And I think you summed that up nicely, you know, with your buyers, you know, this is what one, the company policy is. Um, and two, this is what our vendors are happy with. And this is what our vendors are requesting us um, to do. So then I suppose it adds on to another question. Um, are you going to show people um, that don't have their property on the market yet or who aren't serious, who are just, you know, just looking to see what's out there? Are you going to stay like that um, and show procedural part, um, buyers or are you going to be showing everybody? Yeah, so from our perspective, we ask that they are – Go, week financial qualification or financial health check and that's not a mortgage appointment but that's to understand do they have the means to purchase the property yes they could be depending upon selling but if they need a mortgage are they going to get a mortgage in the new climate around uh, mortgage criteria if they can um, most of our vendors will uh, allow a viewing there may be some vendors that only want procedural buyers that is very much a, an individual vendor position but we will ensure that all the buyers go through that financial qualification to ensure that that they they can afford to buy the property because there was that MAB research where it was something like um, twenty percent of people couldn't borrow any money at all um, that saw an MAB advisor during uh, I think it was twenty eighteen 
uh, and then 40% of people couldn't actually borrow as much as they first thought. Well, but that's completely changed again. So even more of a reason just to make sure what they've been told finance-wise stacks up. And again, just on the finances, and Christian, be interested from your point of view, I don't know in Shoreditch, you know, if there is a buy-to-let market or not, but are there more buy-to-let investors coming into the market again because um, mortgage rates, money is so cheap? So be interesting to know from everybody watching and listening whether that's the case, whether you're finding that now, more buy-to-let investors are coming back into the market um, because of um, interest rates and mortgages. And, you know, I know you're very kind and you send me what's going on um, every week. Um, so money's still incredibly cheap, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you haven't even got to have um, uh, a low load to value in order to get some of these cheap rates either. It's it kind of creeping in, even at the 90% loan to value, it's still creeping in at cheap rates, uh, 85 and 80%, even better. So, yeah, it, it's, it's still cheap. And um, the uh, indicators suggest that it's these interest rates are around to, to stay for a good number of months, certainly. For the, maybe for the rest of this year and into part of next year before they even start looking at adjusting interest rates. So I think there's still more movement there to be had. Okay, so question for you. 30th of June's now passed. Okay, all the craziness, calm down a little. Something I posted this morning on my Facebook page was I would be sending thank you cards out. Now things have calmed down to every single person involved in a transaction. So the solicitor, the mortgage broker, a surveyor, the removal firms, just thanking them, even apologizing if you were a pain in the neck, because again, I guarantee they will appreciate you being kind and you being grateful. And also from a selfish point of view, in the long term, I'm sure that they will remember you, you will stick out compared to any other agent because you're that nice agent that sends thank you cards so how's it been since 30th of june is it a lot calmer or there's still loads of activity um i mean we're seeing still lots lots and lots of activity um we're off the top of my head um a bit vague with the numbers for, from the past week but we're probably 30 plus sales that we've already got for july uh, instructions is probably very similar um, so again uh, I know a lot of people are complaining about instructions being short uh, or in short supply but I'm sure that's we can come on to that in a bit because I'm, I'm sure maybe some of the watchers and listeners are having the same same issues and what is it that we can be doing about it but but no I mean we're still seeing the, sa the sales there um, is it the same franticness of pre-June probably not but the, the, the volume's there, but then we're not the cheapest agent. So we, we I don't necessarily want us to sell lots and lots of volume. It's more about quality over that quantity. Um, why deal with 100 transactions at a poor fee when deal with 50 at a far better fee? Okay. Thanks, David Mintz. <laughs> okay. So let's ju let's just come back. So Jeremy, three of my landlords have bought recently more buy to lets. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Shoreditch, obviously, it's tricky. 
Lending is cheap, worth noting half of all landlords have no mortgage. Difficult in London is yield, which is typically 2-3%. That was okay with strong capital gains, but question over future growth in London. Okay, Perry, we've had recent cases where cash buyers are qualified and the vendors choose that offer due to cash buy. The buyer then decides to finance and the deal is delayed. Anybody else experiencing that? Okay, so again, one of the things I always know is, you know, qualifying, are you actually a cash buyer? You know, what does that actually mean to your buyer? Does it mean that they're cash from proceeds of sale, um, which a lot of time people are, um, but they think they're cash without selling. So again, comes down to qualifying and asking the right questions. So yeah, and I remember that, David, every card I get from you, now you are um, a kerfuffle. So thank you. So stock. Yeah. How stock? How stock for everyone? How how's it coming on? Obviously, we, in Leicester, we, we've just entered the July fortnight. So we kids broke up from school a week ago Friday, so they've already had a week of their summer holidays. And traditionally, it does go very very quiet during that time. It dates back to the hosiery in the factory times, um, and we've kind of kept it. I think they're trying to bring it more in line. I know places like Nottingham and Derby are a week or two weeks um, behind us when it comes to the holidays. Um, but what's what's stock been like for, for everyone listening, watching today? Because uh, again, I know that I've seen it on a couple of the forums where people are just struggling, whatever, they maybe only got four or five properties and whatever they've got selling. Well, you know, I've been asked to put on a creating opportunity, prospecting. I've, in fact, I've come away from calling it prospecting now. I'm calling it a creating opportunity course. Yeah. Um, plenty of opportunities. So I've been asked to put on an hour, an hour creating opportunity course, which I'm doing on Tuesday, the, um, Tuesday the 27th um, for an hour. Um, but for me, you make your own market, okay, whatever time of year it is. So there are still plenty of opportunities. So I know that loads of you have got loads of hot buyers, loads of leftover buyers that haven't been able to, to buy. Some very frustrated. You know, go and use your customer base. Okay. Call those withdrawns. You know, so um, I just wondered, you know, you took your property off the market a year ago, 18 months ago. Did you lose the bug for selling? Or if somebody came along with an acceptable offer, would you consider moving? Well, what's an acceptable offer? Well, let me put my head around the door and I'll be able to give you an idea. You know, so look at all your withdrawals. Look at all your um, previous, um, you know, properties that you sold a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Um, be disruptive. You know, how's your living space been in lockdown? You know, as I said previously, I've had people that have been in a property less than a year that are now looking to move because yeah. they need computer space and actually yeah. i think by the looks of things you know a lot of more people are going to be working from home so potentially they are going to need more space so you know and work on those hot buyers and coming back to videos um and go down to the road where they're looking and do a video outside you know, I've got Luke and his lovely family looking to move into your area. Um, you know, if you've got any friends, family or colleagues that you know that are looking to sell, um, it'd be yeah. lovely to welcome Luke into his family. Um, by the way, if you're curious to know what your property's worth, 
click on the link below um, and we'll send you a report. You know, so again, you can capture the data and then put them on a natural campaign um, to get them. But that's one thing I'm noticing. There's loads of fantastic videos out there, but there's no call to action at the end. You know, and you've got the SPRIFs and home search reports and the data loft reports that you can be giving out people and capturing information. So there's loads of things. Question for Christian and Jeremy and um, who else? And Mincy. Okay, so just to help you with um, finding more landlords. What happens to people, your tenants, your residents, that find through another agent in your area? Okay, what do you do with those people? Okay, do you archive them? Do you then find out whereabout they've taken that property? Because there's a potential another landlord's address there. And also to everybody, and same question to you, what happens to people who unsubscribe? Okay, so how many unsubscribes do you get on a weekly, monthly basis? And do you actually phone them and see why they're unsubscribing? Because the likelihood is they're unsubscribing because maybe they've sold their property. Maybe they've actually found a property to rent or to buy in your area. Um, it may fall through. Um, you know, again, this opportunities that you're creating just by asking questions. But, you know, again, if anybody's interested in the creating opportunities, just direct message me and I'll give you a few more details. So that, um, that was interesting how you mentioned about obviously getting in contact with the withdrawn um, and maybe the past uh, past market appraisal. So we're, we're all talking about how we're getting multiple offers on homes because homes are in such short supply um, and people want to live on particular roads. Um, so um, last Saturday, I think it was, Lux Listings uh, debuted on Amazon Prime. Um, and I wasn't going to steal your thunder on this one, but um Gavin, but you have so thank but you I, but i have because and and you'll be dying to get to this bit now um, i think it's episode four gavin does a role play uh, and on a real live customer they do a real they, they get their team and they call out to a, a, a past market appraisal where they've just had a great result at auction um and they've got leftover buyers disappointed buyers that want to be living in the area so the woman uh, first starts off on the conversation. She's not interested at all in selling. Um, but then when they talk about, would you like to hear how we achieved a record price for the road? Um, and if we had one of these buyers that were prepared to smash that record, could we show them your house? Um, and then her attitude, the, the vendor's attitude changes completely. Um, and she said, well, if I achieve 14 million, um, then then perhaps then perhaps okay so when you're available saturday two or four four okay so that's now turned into a market appraisal for 4 p.m on a saturday where they've got two or three disappointed buyers from the auction at the weekend that have missed out on this house that came close and now this guy's going out to one on the same road at, for, for a listing fee so that's potentially going to be worth i don't know twenty eight thousand thirty thousand dollars maybe um uh to, to the um, uh, to, to the agency, so um, it, it proves it works. Um, but yeah, that, that's a little bit of a 
uh, an intro that you'll look forward to when they do that oh, session. Nice, nice spoiler. So don't watch episode <laughs> one, two, and three. Go straight to episode four and then come back and watch episode one, two, and three. Okay. So actually, so if we just dissect what they said. Yeah. Uh, let's, you know, speaking to you, the reason for the call is just to let you know, you know, how we achieved the record price for one of your neighbours wrote, for one of your neighbours' properties. Yeah. You know, if we were to achieve a record price for you, would you consider moving? Okay, what's the record price? Well, let's pop your head, let's pop our head around the door and yeah. we'll be able to tell you. And you're spot yeah. on, you know, we've all got leftover buyers. And actually, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is how do you communicate with the leftover buyers? So, you know, we talked about, you know, are we telling the people that we've had other offers on their property? So this is anybody that's viewed it. So, you know, if they want to make a decision, you know, they have to let you know sooner rather than later. So what you're doing is you're educating them that there are loads of people in the market buying. If they see something they like, you know, they've got to be buyer ready. So again, I'll be educating people to be buyer ready, um, to get themselves ready, to know what they want. Um, but again, coming back, you know, and this is, well, I'm going to upset loads of agents here. I'm so, I'm very sorry. But, you know, as part of your process, you should be calling every single property. So let's take um, Clarington Road. Okay, so how many properties have Knightsbridge seen in Clarendon Road over the years? There may be 10, 15, whatever the number is. Yeah. So you take on another property in Clarendon Road, you should be calling those 10, 15 houses to say, look, I just wanted to let you know we've taken on one of your neighbour's properties for sale, for rent. Would you have any friends, family or colleagues that are looking to move into Clarendon Road? Okay, so again, that's a reason, one way to keep in touch with people. Then to end it, you know, once we sell, let the property, would you be curious to know the new value of your home? So twice, you know, maybe five days later, because the market's so hot, phone them up again. You know, I know we only spoke five days ago, just wanted to let you know we've managed to sell that and we've achieved the record price. Okay, you said you're curious to know what the new value of your home is. Um, I'm going to be back in the road one o'clock or four o'clock tomorrow. Which one would you prefer for me to come round? Um, and again, it's giving you that opportunity to be in front of people. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas the problem is, I think with maybe a lot of agencies is that I oh, will just stick a few quid behind Valpal or an instant online valuation to get the to get the names and addresses. Chances are you've already got the names and addresses in. In your data bank, hundred percent. So look, we're going to keep it short today because you know I know obviously with you and COVID and being tired and having the sweats. So one final thing um, on my walk this morning. Guess who's back? I was listening to. It's back on the podcast. What million dollar agent? Well, yeah, he was on Million Dollar Agent, but he's now back with Adrian Bow. Oh, yeah, sorry, I did. I did. Sorry, I, I, that's old news. Yeah, well, we haven't obviously <laughs> spoke, we haven't obviously spoken since. No, and I, haven't, and I obviously with everything going on with Sam, I haven't really felt in the mood to to listen to um yeah. to listen to the podcast. But um, I've you know, 
uh, are back, aren't they? Yeah, uh, so, so Troy Malcolm is back with Adrian Bow. They've got their Skills Workshop podcast, um, which has been out, you're right, for, I think, two weeks. Um, so, again, that's worth listening to um, as well. Excellent podcast, loads of good advice. And obviously, they're up against competing um, against John and Tom as well. Yeah. So, be interesting to see how that goes. Morning, Jim. Morning, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's a shame we're going now. It just worked out to switch off. It wasn't anything they said, but. <laughs> so, um, when are you likely to be back at work? Uh, well, my isolation period finishes at midnight on Tuesday, um, but we'll have to see because if if it's if this is anything to go by where I'm still uh, extremely hot and things, and I'll keep staying at home until uh, I'm I'm right. Um, so yeah, so we'll just have to we'll just we'll just have to see. So I even tried to do some gardening yesterday, and half an hour absolutely knackered me for the rest of the day. I just physically couldn't move and every, it just feels a big ordeal to just move move your arms move your legs around anything like that okay well uh, i wish you a speedy recovery i wish you well grateful that you were able to join this morning um despite um being how you are very good mincy maybe you're lukewarm rather than hot <laughs> um <laughs> I've been tuning every week waiting and the one week I, I did it, you're on it. That tells you I need to be consistent and disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a reminder, Mr. Brown, just for um, your opportunities workshop, how can yeah. they contact you? So um, it's one hour. It's 11.15 yeah. to 12.15 on the 27th. It's £90 plus fat per person, of which I'm going to donate £20 to the Laptops for Schooling campaign because um, it's not going away. So there's only 15 um, places. Um, a few of those have gone. So um, if you're interested, just um, private message me, direct message me, find me, call me, whatever, um, and go from there. So everybody's welcome. Fabulous. Have a good day all. Thank you and wish you well, Luke. Thanks very much. And thanks for watching and listening. See you all soon.